Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand. I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the <laughs> dance floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink, stank, stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. It's Saturday Suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Let's find out who else is here. Grubber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man. Like, do we suck? Eloy Jimenez. Hey, you guys are not going to make anyway. You guys are suck. And when, when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the sock team. Toby! Oh my god, this sucks! Random Bears fan. Terry Bars! Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks! I wouldn't say seeking perfection, it's just mainly trying not to suck. Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras. Losing, losing suck. I'll tell you that in. in... That's all I can say. George went. We had fun, uh, but there you go. I suck. Garth Algar. Get it off, man. Get it off. It's sucking my will to live. Steve Dong. score sucks. Discord sucks. Candace Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. Zach Levine. It sucks to have, have game one. DeMar DeRozan. You know, it just sucks. 
And a new addition to the Saturday Suckage Roll Call, Mike Tomlin. It all sucks. It's not degrees of suck. Um, it all sucks. How perfect is that? Robbie Triano. Hi. I'm sucking today. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Look at that. Mike Tomlin, as suggested by the legendary sound man Chris Tannehill, who, by the way, found us the Eloy Jimenez part of this. Mike Tomlin was just perfect. It so all would, sucks. Yeah. It's not degrees of suck. Um, would you trade just? Would you trade? All right. I'm sorry. I stepped on Mike Tomlin. Let's play him again. My fault. It all sucks. It's not degrees of suck. Um, it all sucks. Would you trade Justin Fields for Mike Tomlin? Ooh, yes, I would. He's a leader of men. You think you'd have to throw in something else? I think you would. I think he is Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin is Pittsburgh. Right now, he's the coach of Pittsburgh, and there was a story like, "Wow." Could they be done with him? Could the Bears trade for him? Yeah. How many more bad quarterbacks, bad Bears quarterbacks, will the Steelers take? Welcome into Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. Brought to you by brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. You know, we used to have a longer roll call. Robbie, long before you were born, we used to have a longer roll call. And it included something I wanted to bring back. It's It was suggested by the legendary, the former score hero and current Saturday Suckage Roll Call member, Julie Swico. And it was Avenue Q. I want to bring that back. A little musical accompaniment besides the Eagles, but it sucks to be Avenue Q, right? It sucks to be me. It sucks to be me. You familiar with that, Robbie? I love Avenue Q. Great musical. You and I think alike. How do you know that, by the way? How did you come to that? Uh, for the people at home, uh, I used to do show choir in high school. So if you know the show Glee, that was me uh, when I was a pimply 17-year-old uh, pubescent boy. Wow. You were Glee. I was Glee. Is, yeah. is show choir a competitive thing? What is show choir? Yeah, show choirs where you get on a stage. There's like you have a certain amount of numbers that you do and you sing and dance and uh, you have these sets and props and everything. But yeah, I went to a school in Michigan called Gross Point South High, if you know that. Uh, but for the people at home, we would travel across different schools, go to competitions, about like five a year, and uh, do our 20 minute set in front of a, uh, a whole crowd and judges. And they would pick if we were the best show choir in that competition. And what would you be performing? We would do, like, show numbers. Like, one time we did, like, a theatrical number of Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Like, certain, like, either theater songs or musical songs um, and some pop pop culture stuff that we would do. But it was was fun, and I tell nobody about it. You just told everybody. Yeah, I told everybody. Well, I saw On the biggest stick in Chicago, the 50,000-watt. WSCR, 670 AM. All right, well. I, Wait, this thing's on? I think that's great. Do you, uh, well, not if anybody smart can help it. So do you have a favorite Broadway show? My favorite of all time is Phantom of the Opera. I think it's beautiful. But if I were to pick a fun one, I love Little Shop of Horrors. That one's great. It's good. Yeah. I That, that works. Feed me. The mean green mother from outer space. I said, feed me. Okay, our phone number here at Score Musical Theater is 312-644-6767.
That'll get you to our listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number, 312-644-6767, also gets you to the scores tech zone. I hope the girl from Philly calls back today. We already had a text, 815. Philly Jane, is that who that was? We need to bring her back sometime in this opening segment, right? I mean, for those of you who missed it, we'll explain it later. Because right now, I didn't know... Okay, I didn't know whether to start with Cliff Kingsbury interviewing with, with the Bears or this Sox stuff, the BSOX stuff, because there's a lot of BS to call on this thing. So we'll start with both. Most of the offensive coordinator candidates come from the like McVay, Shanahan, not Luke Getze tree, right? Don't. If you ever said hi to Luke Getze, we don't want you. Kingsbury comes from someplace completely different. Because you thought the Bears were headed in this way. We, We want this guy, we want this guy, this guy. They're all in the same species. Cliff Kingsbury's an air raid guy. Throw, throw, throw. Hey, throw, throw, throw. At least that's the reputation that's what made Wani crazy on Parkinson Spiegel this week. Oh, I get yeah, no, You're never going to run the ball. Meanwhile, <clears throat> he ran the ball a lot at Arizona. And running the ball allowed his quarterbacks to become better. But he did run the ball. But the air raid stuff is secondary to where he resides. The Bears were in L.A. to interview him because he coaches at USC. He's a strategic and a senior strategic analyst. Everybody keeps calling him an assistant coach. He's not. I'm not sure when he's allowed to actually be on the field to do actual coaching. But he still knows Caleb Williams. Perhaps you've heard of him? Yeah. Caleb Williams is at USC, the prohibitive number one pick. And the Bears have, right now, the number one draft choice. I can just imagine the Bears picking Caleb Williams and saying we were surprised he was still available. Anyways, moving right along. So it seems to be this is the intel gathering. We All that we can, we want to check out the, 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 the DNA, the personality. Does this guy love football? How smart is he? What does he do? How does he react into pressure? Why did he suck at the end of last season? As everybody around here saw him just like, oh, my God, he piddled down his leg against Notre Dame, and everybody was making excuses. And we're used to that because everybody was making excuses for Justin Fields. By the way, if you saw what C.J. Stroud did last week with fewer weapons than Justin Fields, and if you saw what Jordan Love did last week with fewer weapons than Justin Fields and did it in the playoffs when Justin Fields can't even find nine wins, Shut up. Stop making excuses for a guy who is not a franchise quarterback, not here. So you could ask Cliff Kingsbury, hey, what does he do well? What does Caleb Williams do well? What doesn't he do well? What does he need to work on? What kind of game plan should there be? How much should we let him have input or dictate the game plan? How is he under pressure? How does he respond? 
he might be the best coach to talk to, the best person to talk to. I know his high school coach was on with Parkins and Spiegel yesterday, but really that's that's a lifetime removed. Generations of learning and certainly a degree of difficulty since he coached in high school and needed a Hail Mary to win a state title. Something bothered me about that. If you're that dominant, if you're that, do you really, should you need a Hail Mary to win a state title if you're that guy? All right, moving right along. It would seem a slam dunk that this is the precursor. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury would get the job as offensive coordinator for the Bears, but he'd certainly be a fountain of information. But let's look at Cliff Kingsbury's history, right? Robbie, do you know who's who he's coached? Uh, he coached Texas Tech. I'm familiar with that. Uh, Coach Patrick Mahomes actually um, didn't win a lot of games with him. Then he coached Arizona or Arizona Cardinals. Then he got fired, and then he's somewhere in Thailand until right now. He coached Patrick Mahomes, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray had an all-time great year for once. And you look at the right now. Now, Patrick Mahomes is yet another one that got away from a different Bears regime. Hi, we're trading up for Mitch Trubisky. We missed on Mahomes. Hi, we're trading out of the number one spot. We're clueless about C.J. Stroud. We don't see it. This is what's scary about Ryan Poles still being there and making decisions. You saw him make... You know, he just made a Jerry Jones decision. Keeping a failing coach, keeping a bad coach. You could see the need to turn everything around, the, the need to open everything up. Ryan Poles just kept Eberflus, and when you get mentioned in the same sentence as Jerry Jones, keeping Mike McCarthy, you have failed, Ryan Poles. You're headed nowhere good. Given the fact that Mahomes is the gold standard for what we all wanted Justin Fields to be, however unlikely it might have been, because Mahomes is an all-timer. But let's say there's a he's a reasonable facsimile. Because Kingsbury was there with Mahomes in college. And some of the other guys who could run around and throw and not be robotic. That's Justin Fields' word. What if Kingsbury was being interviewed to keep Justin Fields? What if Kingsbury was being asked and taken seriously by a GM? And GMs don't always think straight. You should have seen last week. I don't know if Ryan Poles did, but most sane people saw last week what the quarterback means. You saw C.J. Stroud. You saw Jordan Love. You saw the Bears don't have that and won't in Justin Fields, at least so far. But Ryan Poles loves all that draft capital stuff. Here, let's acquire, let's acquire, let's acquire. And he lamely tried to justify what he traded when passing on C.J. Stroud. He was asked specifically. You see that as a mistake now. And he, I think he was asked by Mark Potash. Mark Potash will be here at um, 1145. I think he was asked by Potsy about that. But 
the point was, Ryan Paul said, no, look, we got number one receiver. We got number one, number nine draft pick. We got, we got an offense, we got a right tackle. We got a first pick this year, second pick next year. And the question becomes, do you think the Texans would trade for all that? Would trade C.J. Stroud for all that? And the answer is no, they would. Packers certainly aren't trading Jordan Love for that package that Ryan Poles is trying to justify. But Ryan Poles likes acquiring draft capital. What if Cliff Kingsbury is being interviewed? What could you? How would you make Justin Fields play like Patrick Mahomes? It's an unfair thing. It's like asking anybody else, how, any pocket quarterback, how are you going to make them play like Dan Marino? Dan Marino is the only one with that release, really. So good luck with that. However, you have to ask the question. If you're not sure what you're going to do, if you want to turn over every stone, as Ryan Pohl said, although he did not turn over every stone to hire a coach, which is just palm to forehead stupid, but what if he's asking, maybe not just Cliff Kingsbury, but given Kingsbury's relationship to Patrick Mahomes, how do we make this guy that guy? How close can we come? What would you do? What is your game plan? What is your playbook? Thus allowing Ryan Poles to trade out of the number one spot again. Maybe not get that in an all-time quarterback draft day, get that franchise quarterback, and maybe acquire a bunch of draft capital. But with an offensive coordinator who would essentially be the head coach because you bring in Kingsbury and Matt Eberflus has nothing to do with the offense. If he would have, he would have stepped in with Luke Getze and said, hey, stop being stupid. Do you see the guy in front of you? Do you see the game in front of you? But he didn't do that. So Matt Eberflus doesn't know squat about offense, except you need a pass rusher to stop it. By the way, Matt Eberflus won seven games. Four of the teams he beat, I believe, fired their coaches. So he's really a three-win coach. That's the way I do the math. Anyways, what would you think if the Bears traded, kept Justin Fields, because they found an offensive coordinator who had run the whole offensive room with the intention being, this is our guy, because this coach said he could coach him into the guy who will be playing in yet another playoff game this time in Buffalo, with a lot fewer weapons than he's had before, but there he is in the second round of the playoffs. And the Bears haven't seen the playoffs since the double doink, really. So there's no sustained success there. So something to think about with with Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, man, I just kept talking. I ran out of time for sock stuff. But here's, I, you know, our former score hero, Julie Swika, went, she's a passionate and unfortunate White Sox fan. And she was on, tweet, on the tweeter machine. I don't care if they build the Taj Mahal of Stadia in the most spectacular location on earth. They didn't make any significant moves in the offseason, and they're still managed by the underqualified Pedro Grafol. For the Sox to draw, they need to field a competitive team, period. 
So she's calling BS on the idea. This is what has not really been. If there's any Sox money going into this, why isn't it going into your roster? Why isn't it going into your pitching staff? Why do you have to suck? You suck because you were too lazy to interview somebody competent and you hired Chris Getz. You have a horrible baseball system and you just empowered the guy who was responsible for that horrible baseball system. And now you're trying to become the diet version of the Kansas City Royals. You start talking about a new stadium. And Julie, was. this is the subtext, this is the main text. You start talking about a new stadium. And it doesn't matter how many bells and whistles you have if you have an ill-equipped manager, an ill-equipped general manager, and a roster that will play for the number one draft choice. I try to suck so you don't have to, but good Lord, the chairman's team. Oh, and one more thing about I'm calling BS on the idea. Well, you get a new stadium, they got new revenue streams, <clears throat> entertainment district. First thing about BS, no, they always lie. Politicians, developers always lie about the money coming in. Second thing is this. Don't you dare think the White Sox are going to suddenly have a revenue, a wheelbarrows of cash from this. Because guess what? They opened a new stadium in 1991. And several years later, there was a free agent pitcher available. And his name was Greg Maddox. And he was coming off a Cy Young season. The White Sox refused to get into the bidding for a guy in his mid-20s coming off a Cy Young season Certainly familiar with Chicago. Well, here, no. Ron Schuler was, <clears throat> I don't know if he was lying, but he said, he told Brian Hanley, we were both at the Sun-Times, told Brian Hanley, yeah, we're going we're gonna to bid. We, we can go three years. Okay. The Yankees were at five already. The Braves were at five. And you're going to go three years and underpay him. So, just saw the way you saw the chairman insult his White Sox fans with that crack about we're not going to get in the Otani Derby, this has this has roots 30 years earlier with Greg Maddox, the best pitcher available. So the Sox were only going to go three years, which would be one year fewer than the number of Cy Youngs Maddox won after leaving the Cubs. Nice job. Don't believe the Sox. Maybe we can make you some money. Brad Evans, Noisy Huevos from BetMGM, We'll be here to talk to you about betting playoff weekend. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. Thank you for tuning in. And a happy birthday, Otter. She used to be Sweet Cheeks. It's her birthday today, but she's, we, one time we fell asleep holding hands. Oh, happy and birthday. Otters do that. Otters hold hands so neither float away or they're together. So she's Mrs. Otter, and it's her birthday. Love you. Saturday suckage. That didn't sound much like suckage, did it? All right, I'll get back to that. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart 
cart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I just saw this, Ravi Triano, my new producer. The aforementioned Julie Swika, the passionate and unfortunate White Sox fan, texted me, your new producer is a gleek. I love it. Okay, just thought I'd pass it along. I'm going to get famous here. There you go. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday Suckage, I'm Steve Rosenblum. We will be here till 2 o'clock. And today is the divisional weekend. I've often thought this was... Of all the football weekends, this is the best thing going. I don't know if it's the best thing for betting, but I do think it's the best football-watching weekend. But somebody who does all this betting stuff is going to tell us this, that, and the other thing. He's Brad Evans on the Twitter machine at Noisy Huevos, just like you think. He's executive producer and co-host of Live on the Line, powered by BetMGM. Thanks for spending time on what figures to be a busy betting weekend, Brad. Thanks for joining the show. Hola, amigo. Yes, uh, exciting uh, action on the gridiron, and I'm sweating out bets already in college basketball. It's the best. Okay, so as far as football goes, where yeah. does this, you can separate it as a fan as an and as an investor. Where does this weekend rank for you? It's up there. Uh, it's got to be, uh, for me, the paramount weekend for betting is the opening uh, round of the NCAA tournament. So, uh, you know, the first and second round, that Thursday through Sunday, there's something that matches it. It is unrivaled, in my opinion. The Super Bowl's up there as well, but I actually like the divisional round more than just one game to choose, uh, you know, various props and sides and totals and action on. So, yeah, I think this is number two behind March Madness. Uh, it is scintillating, it's sensational, and it's just so damn alluring uh, with all the various wagers that are available right now at BetMGM and all the various sports books out there in these United States of America. He's Brad Evans, executive producer and co-host of Live on the Line, powered by BetMGM, joining me on the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. So I guess I'll go in order. Uh, the game, yep. first game, Texans, Ravens, the a line I have, I, I the, everybody... Tends to be a different number, but Baltimore minus nine and a half, 43 and a half total, and Houston plus 350 on the money line. Is there something you put into, because losing, um, I'm sorry, teams with a buy, like the last, I 
know, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, they've they've lost 10 more games than they've won. I don't know how yeah. that factors into the way you parcel out your money, but what what do you like about this game or not like about this game? Yeah, I take everything on a matchup-by-matchup basis. Uh, so, you know, analyzing this number uh, on the brass tacks, I think Baltimore, bar none, is a better team. And I think the week off, uh, getting somewhat healthy, although Marlon Humphrey, uh, their outstanding uh, DB in that secondary, is not going to be available in this game. And Mark Andrews uh, had a window opportunity to return, but he is not going to suit up for this contest. You're going to get to Isaiah likely again. I don't think it really matters. For the most part, Baltimore is healthy. Uh, they're firing all cylinders right now, offensively, defensively. Houston is a feel-good story. Uh, they've been tremendous. They've greatly exceeded all of our expectations this year. Uh, but uh, today, the large slice of humble pie is going to be served because the Ravens have been a consistent top 10 team, according to the EPA data that is out there, uh, whether you're looking at per-play offense, per-play defense. And Lamar Jackson is going to have a lot of action with the legs and especially with the arm as well. He is a true blue MVP for a reason. He shows up. He shows shows out uh, CJ Stroud's numbers and outdoor venues uh, for, uh, you know, farly suspect, um, you know, compared to what he did indoors this year, uh, evidenced by the YPA data, 8.8 inside the creature comforts uh, and 6.9 outside of it with a much lower overall pass rating. So uh, again, I think Baltimore is going to come out in convincing fashion. Uh, I'm chalky white, uh, maybe because it's uh, only three degrees outside right now in downstate Illinois, uh, but I will lay the nine and a half with the Ravens. Chalky White was also Omar in The Wire. He was he played <laughs> yeah. in two of the greatest series ever. So you come at the king, you best not miss. So <laughs> is there a prop bet in that game, given the way you loved Lamar and the way you're not so high on C.J. Stroud? I don't know. I see his yards could go way over because if that defense is that they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, there's a chance for – I, I backdoor cover on that kind of prop. What do you do you have do you have a a prop you really like in that game? I do, actually. It's Lamar Jackson. I have the most rush yards of anybody in the game. And right now at BetMGM, you can acquire that at plus 190. So, yeah, let's get seduced by that juice. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason why I really like that bet, Steve, it's pretty simple. Houston was one of the most uh, you know, pass-rush aggressive teams in the NFL regular season. They were number five in pocket pressure rate, uh, so they can really dial up the heat. And that's great for a multidimensional passer like Lamar Jackson because it leads to opportunities opportunistic runs and now he's going to have some design scrambles as well and on top of that in four postseason appearances Lamar Jackson is averaging 91.8 rush yards per game uh, and that's not an exaggeration that's a real number 91.8 rush yards per game so give the assertive defense uh, given the action in his legs and uh, I, I also think uh, given the uh, rug ruggedness of the opposing uh, defense uh, in terms of defending uh, the ground game for the running back position, uh, that's a specialty of Houston. Or on the Baltimore side of things, that applying that logic and trying to bottle up Devin Singletary may lead to Lamar Jackson on roughly 9 to 11 rush attempts to lead the game at rush yards at plus 190. So loving that wager right now in the prop market. This might be the worst playoff day if you're a Bears fan, if you're a critical Bears <laughs> fan, if you're Ryan Poles, because you have yeah. C.J. Stroud, whom you gagged on, by trading the first pick last year, you evaluated quarterbacks badly. And then in the second game, Packers 49ers. 
So there's Jordan Love in your division looking every bit like some kind of hybrid of Favre and Rodgers, and it may just be early, but guess what? Justin Fields hasn't shown that kind of earliness, and he had better weapons. So Packers, Niners, Niners at home minus 10. 50.5 is the total, and Green Bay on the money line is plus 360. Dope it out for me. Yeah, look, uh, Chicago Bears fans, I'm one of them. Uh, We're all rooting for the San Francisco 49ers to just annihilate the competition today, and I think that is going to happen. Again, I'm chalky white for a reason, and I think the chalk is going to prevail in this game. I mean, you got so many weapons uh, that Green Bay is going to have to account for, and you know, I want to take anything away from the Packers. They were utterly unstoppable last week against Little D, Uh, but you look at some of the DVOA data, the EPA data, uh, we all saw that coming. If you were Numbers nerd like yours truly with the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so, you know, I wasn't really shocked that Green Bay, uh, you know, went out there and just blew the doors off them, but they're not going to be able to do that against San Francisco, who, like Baltimore, they've been consistency kings in the EPA data category offensively and defensively inside the top 10 over the entirety of the NFL regular season. And when you have Brock, ain't he so pretty, uh, spinning the ball down the field to George Kittle, who I think is going to have a monster game. I love him in the anytime touchdown market at plus 150 uh, right now at BetMGM. Uh, the CMC football factory and Christian McCaffrey getting it done on the ground or through the air. Uh, you know, anytime touchdown market him, there's no value there. But if you want to work in a multi-league SGP, it is highly recommended. Um, you know, or Brandon Ayuk, uh, the Yak King, he was doing at Arizona State. They just keep throwing bodies at you. And defensively, they're outstanding. Jordan Love is really morphing into the next uh, surefire franchise quarterback for years to come. Uh, for this Green Bay team, and I like the weapons he has at his disposal. But again, that humble pie serving is also going to be uh, placed on a plate and given to the Green Bay Packers today. You're welcome, Bears fans. So you like Chalky White. You like teams coming off a bye when I they're do. when they they're I I don't know they're they're forty percent to win over the history yep. tells you recently. So, I do, and it, it, again, you just got to take it on a case by case basis. Uh, the two, you know, best teams I feel this entire NFL season have been Baltimore and San Francisco, and it really applies uh, since Week Ten. Uh, looking at the advanced numbers, analytics, and metrics that are out there, or just with a plain old eye test. I mean, these two teams are the squads to beat in the respective conference races uh, to represent there in Las Vegas. And yes, I do have a ticket on that matchup. Uh, transpiring. I logged it a couple of months ago at plus 800. So hopefully it's going to ride and I'm partying in Vegas. There you go. He's Brad Evans. He's executive producer and co-host of Live on the Line powered by BetMGM. We're talking about the the uh, investing this weekend in the divisional series <laughs> right here on the score. Sunday's games, Buccaneers at Lions, Detroit minus six at home and the total 49 and a half. Tampa Bay's plus 240 with with the mercurial, wonderful, and damn good commercial making Baker Mayfield. 
<laughs> yeah, also Baker Baker, the touchdown maker yeah. here of late, right? A guy really uh, spinning the football accurately and aggressively with a lot of success. Uh, you know, if you're just going to play the standard line, actually, the, the one dog I do like is Tampa. I you know I took him at plus six and a half. I know that number is down in many books at plus six. Uh, but I don't think Detroit's going to win this thing by more than three to four points. Could be on a late field goal. Uh, and they survive, advance, and march on. I do like the Lions on the money line. Obviously, if you're going to work that in with the same game part. And I do like the over as well. I think this uh, number is going to be uh, in the mid to upper 50s here in the, in the end. It could be the highest scoring game of the entire weekend. But my favorite prop, former Bear, my guy, Mandatory Montgomery, David Montgomery. I'm going to go with any time touchdown for him and the Lions simply to win on the money line. You put those hands together, you get a plus 125 right now. At BetMGM, Montgomery scored a touchdown to Ava's last 10 games in NFL regular season, even though he missed a couple of games due to injury. He was number five in red zone touches among running backs, and 13 of those came at the goal line. He had a TD last week, and I know Tampa with Vita Vea. They've only allowed seven total touchdowns running back position the entire season, uh, but ball the belly, that is a propensity and the lean the Lions usually have when they are anywhere near the goal line. So I think a mandatory Montgomery splashes for six and Detroit survives in advance. As long as Jared Goff is not in cold weather, he seems to be capable of being an NFL quarterback who could do some uh, outstanding things. Is there a Jason Goff? Jason Goff. Oh, my God. <laughs> is there a Jared Goff? Hi, Jason. Is there a hey, Robbie? You could you aspire to that. Jason Goff used to produce the Saturday show. I'm going to be the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is Jared Goff? Um, is there a prop you really like that plays to the advantage of him not being cold and being yep. being in being at home, being anything anything other than at Soldier Field? Yeah, not being golfful, right? Which yeah, is, golfful. Uh, really- there you go. He was known as that guy right. uh, for time there in L.A. And obviously a guy that uh, is really right the ship, but he's had a brilliant season. I do like the over one and a half passing touchdowns for Jared Goff. Uh, it's a little uh, very high juice, uh, heavy investment needed. Minus 150 at BetMGM. Again, I would encourage a leg in a same game parlay. You don't have to go full Calvin Ridley. You don't need seven legs in your parlay to cash. A couple <laughs> legs, get it down, reduce the juice, get seduced by that juice. You know, play to plus 100, plus 105 and try to build the bankroll, but you look at golf in the uh, touchdowns market. Yeah, he's only at the over on one and a half passing TDs once in his last four games, but he did nine times nine to go Ferris Bueller on you uh, on the entire season. And a guy at home with a 107.9 passer rating over the entirety of the year, number four in red zone attempts, number 13 respectable number in red zone completion percentage, and his shortcoming at Tampa has been on the back end defensively. Uh, it's been sorrowful at times in that secondary, and they've allowed seven signal callers to throw for at least a couple of touchdowns against him. I think uh, golf is only going to add his name to that list. Last game of the week and the, the, the prime game chiefs at bills, Buffalo's minus three, 45 and a half. The uh, total and Kansas city's plus plus one thirty on the money line. Go. 
Uh, I like the Bills. Uh, I really do. I think the 500-pound gorilla finally is lifted off the shoulders, and they get that key victory uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, these games have been magical. Uh, they have been compelling watches, to say the least, over the years. Uh, but they finally get the best of them there um, at uh, the stadium there in Orchard Park. Uh, and I like Josh Allen anytime touchdown. And I'm going to parlay that with the Bills on the money line. Uh, Josh Allen has been a scoring machine on the ground. He has done that in 13 of his last 16 games, including the last matchup against Kansas City in the regular season in Week 14. He had 10 carries, 32 yards, and a rushing TD in that contest. I think he could replicate that effort and because Kansas City has uh, had their struggles, to say the least, uh, defending the run over the second half of the season, and they have bogged down way too often as well inside the red zone. So this isn't the same team remotely that we saw last year. Hoist the hardware at the end. I think Buffalo bounces them. So Allen, anytime touchdown, Buffalo money line. Put those hands together. Plus 175. Get seduced by that juice again. All right, one last, one last question, Brad Evans, before I let you go. Yeah. There's going to be at least one upset. There might be more than that. What's yep. the best value on the board betting the money line for an underdog? Uh, I think it's Tampa, honestly. Um, you know, north of uh, – some books had a north of two-to-one odds earlier in the week. And, you know, that's a team uh, that if they are firing on all cylinders with the weapons they have at their disposal offensively, my cousin, Mike Evans, uh, Rashad White uh, being a duelist as a receiver and a rusher, uh, Chris Godwin, Kate Otten really stood up uh, and stood out last week. Uh, you know, I think that is his team. If they even play average defense, can hang with the Lions and maybe squeak one out – and the fans will not be crying tears of joy in Detroit like last week. They're going to be quite upset at the end of that game. All right, Brad, I really appreciate you joining me. I hope you get a cup of coffee and get a little energy going before <laughs> before the big day here, the big weekend here. Thanks for your time, Brad. Appreciate it. Uh, muchas gracias, amigo. I am running right now to Costco to get coffee. There you go. He's Brad Evans, executive producer and co-host of Live on the Line, powered by BetMGM on Stadium. Fantasy Sports Writers Association Hall of Famer. I didn't know there was such a thing. But then again, I didn't know Robbie was in show choir. I didn't know that was such a thing. We're going to take a break. We come back. So <clears throat> if you're covering the Bears, you're watching the Bears, you're an observer of the Bears, and you see what Jordan Love did, and then worse, you see what C.J. Stroud did, what should you think about what Ryan Poles did and didn't do and what he might do? We're going to ask Mark, Mark Potash that. From the Sun-Times, he covers the Bears. This is Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Do you feel you misevaluated Stroud, and, and did that teach you anything about the evaluation process that he was so good this year with a team that's very similar to what you have? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so at all. I think you have to take in what's best for your team. Um, so when you look at that situation and how it ended up playing out, to have DJ, to have uh, Darnell, to have Stevenson, to have the first overall and the second uh, next year, I feel like that's the best for our organization. It's Saturday suckage on six seventy. The score in Odyssey Station. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 Square. Top of the hour. You know what? Nobody around here has any clue that Tuesday, Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame voting will be announced. It's just not, we're, we're too starstruck by the Sox trying to bilk taxpayers again. And... The Bears having the number one pick and having quarterbacks here and offensive coordinators there and this and that. So at the top of the hour, I will reconnect with an old friend, Mark Gonzalez, who used to cover baseball. <clears throat> he doesn't. He used to have a Hall of Fame ballot. He turned it back. You'll hear his reasons why. But for now, we are going to go to the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports in Circus Sports Illinois and talk to Mark Potash of the Sun Times. He covers the Bears. And he was writing quite sort of deftly, I'm not convinced, but he was trying to make a case for, yeah, the Bears suck developing quarterbacks, but they don't suck as much as other teams that have had to develop quarterbacks. Maybe the right guy shows up and it's magic. Do I have that right, Mark? Well, uh yeah, kind of. I don't know about magic. I think magic <laughs> probably will, might be what it will take. But does I, the point is the Bears are in better shape than, you know, I, I guess the argument is that mo, uh, number one quarterbacks uh, aren't, uh, aren't a certainty or, or even have a great track record of success. But so very often they go to the worst team in the league. And you can say what you want about the Bears, but they are not the worst team in the league. Um, you know, they – they're actually much better than most teams that have the number one overall pick. So they have more uh, in in support of whoever is a quarterback, if it's Caleb Williams, even if it's Justin Fields again. So I think the point is that they're in a little bit better shape, especially the way they finished last year. Their arrow's pointing up no matter what you want to say about it, no matter how much you want to crap on the Bears, and believe me, I've done my share. This is as good as the Bears have been in a non-playoff year at the end of the year, looking ahead to the next year than they've been in a while. So I think there's there's hope in that. But with the normal skepticism, that they usually get it wrong. So, I mean, that, to me, that's the way you have to look at it. Mark Potash is my guest. He covers the Bears for the Chicago Sun-Times, talking Bears football here on the score. 
So last weekend, and then today itself, today is like the Bears' misery. First, there's C.J. Stroud, um, not a quarterback the Bears drafted, leading the Texans into the second round. And then there's Jordan Love leading the dreaded evil Packers into the second round. And how come their guys, how come our guys, our guy doesn't look like that guy? Do you see a scenario where Justin Fields comes back and becomes C.J. Stroud, becomes Jordan Love? I see a scenario where, yeah, he becomes as successful. I mean, not quite the quarterback there, but I think he, I think, yeah, I think if you give, I, I've always said, I mean, uh, um, uh, Fields is not, is better than Mitch Trubisky. I mean, if you give him enough of a bubble of support, he will be successful. He can, he can take you deep into the playoffs. Uh, I think he can be an MVP if in the right situation. The, the problem is that they, a guy like him, he needs such a bubble of support that it's really got to be a really exact situation. But I guess the overall point is, yeah, if they stick with him, I don't know if I would do that, but if they stick with him, they will be more successful next year than they were this year, just just based on using the number one pick to get a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. and other support. Uh, I just think, yeah, I think they will be better. No, I think the Bears will be better no matter which quarterback they go with. The only there's still risk there because if the quarter if the quarterback you you discard is great like you know Mahomes like or Stroud you're still gonna not look very good you can still lose I guess yeah sure that would be the you expectation given lose. given yeah. the franchise we're talking about I would <laughs> that would be given the expectation so most of the early names we heard about offensive coordinator were from the the McVay Shanahan not Luke Getzey anymore tree. And then came Cliff Kingsbury, altogether different, air raid guy, and there's some misconceptions about how much he would run the ball, but he had shown he would run the ball because he knows that makes quarterbacks better. And the proximity to Caleb Williams makes us think, well, this is a guy you're going to at least, you're going to bilk all the information out of him you can. You're going to drain him. Is he a legitimate candidate? What about the possibility that because he coached Patrick Mahomes in college, if they say, what if we keep Justin Fields? Could you coach him to be close to that guy, and then we could turn the number one pick into all the things we need to help make him that guy? Could you could you see the Kingsbury thing going that way? Well, I, I think it could. Um, I'm not sure if that works out, but I think what the Bears are trying to do, I think I think what they're hoping to do is 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 have both options. In other words, not hire an OC who is just tethered totally to one guy or the other. I think they would like somebody. I, I'm sure they would who can, uh, who can at least give them an option because they're going to have to go deep into this process to find out if Caleb Williams is truly the guy he has enough. There's enough concern about him that you've got to be able to look him in the eye and talk to him and talk to him one-on-one and find out what he, to find out what he's all about. And so they can't commit. I don't think, I don't think they can get an OC that will commit one way or the other. I mean, they could, but I'm not sure if that would be the, the prudent uh, uh, approach. But I guess to answer your question, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm dubious of, uh, of the whole Cliff Kingsbury thing. It would surprise me if they went that direction. I really think that the McVeigh-Shanahan thing is, you know, is, is a good – I think it's a good way to go. But, again, uh, not to get too far off track, as you well know, Steve, um, there's a big difference between these, any of these guys going to, like, the 49ers and to the Bears. Because almost every coordinator who comes here is never, is rarely, if ever, and maybe never the best version of himself. So what you see is not necessarily what you will get. 
uh, when he comes to Hell's Hall. Why is that? I have no idea. Uh, that's just the history. I'm just going by the history of it. So um, it's just it's just uncanny how um, guys come in with uh, all sorts of um, you know great uh, testimonials and great background, and yet it, it doesn't it doesn't work out. So uh, yeah, I don't know why that is, and it doesn't mean it can't change with this regime. Everyone is different, but the history is that I guess what I'm saying is. Don't look at these guys and think, wow, that's going to be the answer. That's perfect. Because that's, every time it seems like it's perfect, it rarely is. So, so I'm not sure who will who, – who, I'm not sure who the best guy is, but at least I like the approach of going with someone who's directly connected to, someone who's, to people who are as successful as McVeigh and Shanahan have been. That's, that's a great – I think that's a great approach for a team like the Bears because their, their own intuition, frankly – on guys like on on coordinators and coaches and stuff they get historically has not been good, so they're better off uh, uh, going going this route. When you mentioned looking Williams in the eye or any quarterback they might draft, and there are concerns about him, what what would be the top two or three concerns you have heard that you believe? Well, just that he's uh, he's just uh, I guess that he's in more he's 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 into himself. I mean, you could think that's a good thing. Um, uh, that uh, that he, uh, he's a guy who has been, uh, I guess, has some has some questionable uh, uh, approaches to the game and stuff like that. So uh, there's just things you know you, you need. There are just things you need to know about a, a guy like Caleb Williams, and I think you're going to hear a lot. I think I, I will say this: I think he will answer those in a in the positive. I'm, I would predict that that he will answer all everyone's questions uh, to their satisfaction. I think he's a sharp enough guy, and I think he's well-managed enough to know how to handle the interview process. So I think he'll be good, but you still have to find out and make sure that, um, that uh, this is the guy you, know, you want leading your team. In a lot of ways, a lot of the things that some people think are negative about him are also good. He's, he's into himself. He wants to be the guy who makes the difference, and I think that's good. I think it was a little disconcerting, frankly, when Justin Fields said, "Hey, it's not all about me. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy, or at least implied that that it wasn't all on him." And I think you want a guy who thinks, "Hey, this is on me. This, yeah, this is uh, this is. Uh, I want to put this team on my shoulders." And you could argue that that uh, Caleb Williams, um, in his own ego, is that kind of guy. And so I think it could end up being uh, the interview process could end up being. Uh, a much more positive thing that than even if you go in thinking, hey, uh, you, have, you might have some doubts, but uh, he might. I think he's going to answer a lot of questions in the positive. It's not arrogance if you can back it up, and if you're Justin Fields, he right. was right. He yeah. wasn't that guy right. in the fourth quarter. He sucks in the fourth quarter. And, and it's okay to be about your brand, and you know, there's a fine line between being about your brand and about you know being more than just a quarterback and being more than just an athlete. Um, but those things can go can also go haywire. I mean, uh, and and. Uh, the Bears don't have a track record that you could say, well, gee, they'll manage this well. So, <laughs> so I mean, I'm just, I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, so it's a difficult thing. It's not, it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do, um, uh, to, to discern, I guess. And, um, and a lot of things, uh, a lot of things are like, even things I'm saying are like a lot on reputation and, and maybe, and misreading things. And you just know that's why it's on the Bears to go in there and find out what is the real deal. And what what do they know that they have access to things to find out things that we don't that I don't, and so I think they have to do their due diligence and figure that out. But what I'm saying is they won't really have those answers until April, and that's why I think Paul said that this process, unlike the other one when he traded in March, 
this process will go into April. And uh, that just makes, you know, that's I think that's a good way to go. But it, it, I think it also kind of complicates, complicates the offensive coordinator choice because be, I think it would be a little bit different process if you knew for sure which guy you wanted. Mark, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day. You too. Mark Potash of the Sun-Times. We'll take a break. Uh, Hall of Fame voter gave back his Hall of Fame ballot. Mark Gonzalez will tell you why. Next, after this, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.